Well, Jenny and I got married in 1990. For those of you good at math, that was a while ago. At the time, I owned a 1973 Dodge Polara, making it a 17-year-old car. Jenny drove a 1979 VW Bug, VW Rabbit, rather, and uh, that making that an 11-year-old car. So when we got married, we had old cars. And her parents, Jenny's parents, felt so bad for us, they gave us their four-year-old 1986 Chevrolet Nova. And I remember it still had that new smell to me. I mean, you know, somebody who was driving around a 17-year-old car, a four-year-old car, it was like, oh, gold. And the Chevy Nova, in case those of you uh, don't know anything about it, the Chevy Nova is basically a Toyota Corolla with different headlights and a Chevy sticker on the side. But it, it was a manual uh, transmission car. It was a stick ship. Some of you who are younger have never seen these. Um, these are cars where it takes two feet to drive. The left foot goes on a clutch and you have to manually shift the gears. Uh, we'll have to tell you about that sometime. But we got to Wheaton uh, with this Chevy Nova and the clutch went out. So we had to have a new clutch put in. And that wasn't so bad. That was $79. And then a few weeks after that, um, it was making this whiny sound, and we took it in, and the guy's like, you need a new water pump. And I was 21 years old. I'm like, water pump? I've never seen water anywhere. What's a water pump doing? But that was like several hundred dollars. And then the air conditioning went out. It wasn't just the air conditioning. It was the air conditioning compressor which in any car is like the flux capacitor, and it takes like five gazillion dollars to replace that if you want to be cool when it's hot, okay? And then then the radiator needed... I mean, it was just a string of things. At the end of the first two years of marriage, we had spent $3,500 in emergency car repairs. It, that, if for those of you good at math, that's about $145 a month. We could have been making a car payment, but we didn't. We, we put it in the Chevy Nova. For those of you that have your first car, you can relate, right? Because you've had these things come up, and you've said to yourself, rotors? What are rotors, and how come I need four of them? What's that all about? Okay, so you know, cars can be expensive. Also, the first two years that we were married, Jenny was on the frequent flyer plan of sinus infections. And it was because she was teaching for the first time in a classroom, and the kids just made her sick. I don't know. Maybe it was the building. Okay, so she would come home, and she gets these sinus infections. She would go to the doctor, and, and so we would go to Osco Drug regularly. And I actually brought, I don't know if they'll throw them up or not, but I brought pictures. I, I found the old checks, and so I've got pictures. And we would go to Osco Drug, and we would drop $79, $179, $123, $6, $16, $15, $20, $25, $30, $35, $40, $50, $60, $70, $80, $90, $100, $200, $300, $400, $500, $600, $700, $800, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000,
Those of you that have kids know the trail of sorrow I'm about to describe. (laughs) Just this week, I had to take John Mark's saxophone in to the repair shop. It was just this little key, this little itty bitty key, you know, and I'm looking at the little key and I'm like, I could crazy glue. I could, I could put the key back on with some crazy glue or rubber cement. I'm sure of it. I'm pretty sure I could fix this myself, but I, I'm a try, I'm, I try to be a good parent. So I've, I'll take it to the music store so that I don't mess it up, you know, in a red green kind of a way. I want it done right. So I take it to the music store and, and the lady's looking at it and she's got a scowl on her face. I'll be right back. She goes off to the back room, and then she comes back, and she says, well, yeah, uh, yeah, we can fix that. But let me ask you a question, sir. Do you want us to fix the key, or do you want the horn to play? I'm like, well, I want the horn to play. Oh, well, in that case, you need, ding, $275. That's in addition to the $500 that we've already written to the band program in the last 30 days. Those of you good at math, you're like, that's almost $800. Yes, it is. Okay? Kids multiply Murphy. (laughs) Let me say this again. Kids multiply Murphy. If you're younger and you've not heard of Murphy, Murphy is a fundamental principle of the universe. And so let's, grown-ups, let's state this law for the younger people. They need to learn this. If it can go wrong... Amen. That's Murphy. Murphy is true. It's like gravity. Gravity works 100% of the time. If it can go wrong, it will go wrong. When Jenny and I moved into the house we live in now in 2007, they had had a flood in 2006. The first flood we've ever had, it was terrible, but they put in a brand new state-of-the-art sump pump. A year and a half later, guess what that sump pump did? It failed, flooding the basement in the middle of an ice storm. So I put in a state-of-the-art sump pump that two years later failed again. Actually, it never failed again. It only failed once. Then I put in another sump pump. So that's that's like uh, $350 a sump pump plus water damage, okay? Grandma, grandma was right. It's going to rain. In fact, grandma was right. It's going to storm. It's really going to storm. And, and grandma would always say, you're better off if you save for what? A rainy day. Why? Because it's going to rain. It's going to storm. Grandma knew that. Uh, my grandma actually grew up at a time where there was no FDIC. Some of you younger people don't even know what that is. The FDIC is the government saying to you, when you put money into a bank, up to $100,000, if the bank goes bad, will reimburse you your money. You'll, you won't be out that $100,000 or less. The government, the full faith of the United States government is behind that $100,000 that you put on deposit in a bank. But when my grandma grew up, they didn't have that. So if the bank went south, if the bankers made bad investments, guess what people would say? Sorry about your luck. You know, oh, you banked at Fidelity Trust. Yeah. Okay, no FDIC. There was no flood insurance. If a flood came and wiped out your home, you just lost everything. There was, if you were a farmer and you grew a crop and the crop went bad because of drought or flood, you probably lost your farm. My grandma grew up at a time when uh, you didn't have those kind of safety nets. Today, we're kind of relatively insulated from that, aren't we? We've got good old Uncle Sam to catch us when, when things get really bad. Some of you are snickering. Come on now. 
this is Uncle Sam, my uncle, your uncle, everyone's uncle, all right? And we're insulated from risk a little bit. Banks are backed by the full faith and credit of the United States. Just in the last few years, there were several banks that made kind of wacky investments, and we're going to go under, and the, and the government said, we won't just, we won't just guarantee the $100,000 per person. We'll guarantee everything. We'll come in and make sure that the whole bank remains solvent. Um, that's, that's a big safety net. If you lose your job or you're laid off, you can collect unemployment. Now, I've never met anyone who said, wow, I'm so excited to be on unemployment. This is great. You know, it's nobody's goal, but it's a safety net. It comes in handy. It's better than nothing. Um, if you've got kids in Kentucky and you don't have health insurance, the, the Kentucky will insure them a little bit through KCHIP. So there, there are some government safety nets. But no matter what the government does, it's not going to change the fact that it's going to storm right? It's going to storm. What has changed, I would argue, in the last few years is the, the uh, government's ability to come to the rescue. And I think that's what has a lot of us worried. All you have to do is look at Greece, right? Here's a Western, pseudo-democratic, you know, European country that's got some tourism income, hopefully, maybe. And it's in debt up to its eyeballs, and within the last year or so, the Greek government officials have had to say, oh, you know that retirement stuff that you have saved? Yeah, we can't pay you that. You know those pensions you have? Yeah, we can't do that either. It's austerity time. We need to really tighten the belt. And so people in Greece are afraid. There's been rioting. Uh, in fact, people are really, really angry that the government would not uh, you know, back up its promises about what it said it would do for retirement. Um, I would argue that the West primarily is broke. I mean, Britain, Spain, Italy, even the United States have run up massive debts and have massive entitlement obligations. And all it would take for a ship of state to capsize is one rogue wave, wouldn't it? And all of a sudden, you're in a lifeboat situation. Ah! Okay? Only it won't be like the Poseidon adventure. It won't have any adventure in it. It'll be kind of scary. Okay? I think a lot of us, uh, I think a lot of us stopped saving in America because we had a context in which there was very little risk for a long time. For much of Jenny and I, our younger years, and when we were in our 20s and 30s, if you bought a house and owned a house, I can't remember how many people would say things to me like seven, 10 years ago. If things get really bad, we'll just tap into our equity. Because if you had a home, one year it was worth $100,000, the next year it was worth $120,000, the year after that it was worth $140,000. I mean, it was almost like free money. Some people even did the thing where they did the home equity line of credit, right? And they treated it like income. And they just wrote checks out of it. But for a long time in America, things were getting better and better. There was a steady stream of jobs. And so for all of us collectively, we were kind of like, okay, well, it won't, even if things get tough, we'll be okay because there's a lot of kind of life vest, life jacket things around that will help us stay afloat. Now, now it's looking iffy if that's going to be the case. And so a lot of us are scared. A lot of people are worried. And they're like, well, what's going to happen now? Can I really count on the government to come through? Can I really count on my house being worth more in five years? Things that you used to be able to, quote, take to the bank, you can't take to the bank anymore. So I want to make a case today, and the case I want to make is really simple. If you want to stay afloat in a world that's drowning financially, you got to have a lifeboat. you got to have a life jacket, and that's a $1,000 emergency fund, and that's some short-term savings. And that's what I want to talk to you about today, because the Bible has something to say about that. 
And we're going to peer into the life of one person in the Bible in Genesis chapter 41. So if you brought a Bible, open it up, and we're going to be in Genesis chapter 41. And if I could summarize what the Bible has to say, it's really this. Wise people set aside money for financial storms. Wise people set aside money for financial storms. In Genesis chapter 41, we're peering into the life of Joseph. We've been talking about his family the past couple of weeks. Actually, we've been talking about his dad, Jacob. Remember Jacob and Esau? Here's the irony. Jacob grows up in a family where there's favoritism, where mom has a favorite, dad has a favorite, and it blows up in his face. You would think that Jacob, as a man and a father on his own, would say, right, Man, favoritism stinks. If I'm going to make any kind of parenting mistakes, I'm not going to do that one because I know how that can blow up in your face. I know what it's like to think your brother's actually going to kill you because of what you've done because of favoritism. So I'm not going to do that, but, but he has a gazillion sons and he has a favorite, Joseph. The technicolor you know, coat, the coat of many colors, he does, goes ahead and does that. And, and it works out every bit as well for his son that it worked out for him. Joseph's brothers, they want to kill him. And then they decide, no, we're not going to kill him. We're going to sell him instead. And he's sold into slavery into Egypt. And he ends up in Egypt serving in a house. And then he's wrongly accused of uh, 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 sexually assaulting the, the lady of the house. And so he's thrown into prison. And while he's in prison, wrongly accused of a crime he didn't commit, he's stuck there. Until Pharaoh has a dream that, that scares him witless and somebody remembers, oh yeah, there's this guy in prison that can interpret dreams. And so he's called for, and that's chapter 41. And so Pharaoh, tell, uh, Pharaoh says, I've had these dreams, I'm worried. And Joseph not only tells him the dreams, but tells him the meaning. Um, and Joseph says, those two dreams that you've been having mean the same thing. There's going to be seven years of prosperity followed by seven years of famine. And the seven years of famine are going to be so bad, so desperate, that you'll forget how good things were. And so that's where we pick it up, verses 33 and following. And he's telling Pharaoh now what Pharaoh should do, verse 33. Therefore, Pharaoh should find an intelligent and wise man and put him in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh should appoint supervisors over the land and let them collect one-fifth of all the crops during the seven good years. Have them gather all of the food produced in the good years that are just ahead and bring it to Pharaoh's storehouses. Store it away and guard it so that there will be food in the cities. That way there will be enough to eat when the seven years of famine come to the land of Egypt. Otherwise, this famine will destroy the land. So he lays out, here's what you should do. You need to pick an intelligent and wise person to head this thing up. And this wise person should organize. And everybody that's growing or producing anything, you should reach in and take out 20% right off the top and store it away and keep it safe and guard it and make sure that it's there for when the years of famine hit. 20%, that's one out of five, right? Okay. In the crisis a few years ago, 2008, 2009, there were a number of banks that got into trouble. 
they got into trouble because they had these bundled securities, mortgage securities, and it was predicated on the assumption that if, if people defaulted on the loans, it was no problem with ever-increasing house prices, the banks could then unload the homes and actually make a profit. The banker's spread in some of those banks was $1 set aside for loss against 49 that was lent out. Let me ask you a question. Were they adequately, did they adequately save for a rainy day? No. All right? That's why some of the banks, when it hit and the bottom came out of the housing market, the big banks went, oh! <laughs> they were really scared, and rightly so. Their spread was too thin. There was no way they could cover their bets. No way they could cover their losses. In fact, there's a guy by the name of Peter Schiff. Now, I'm not recommending him as an economist or anything, but I, I want to draw him out for a particular reason, and I'll get to that in a second. Peter Schiff, in 2006, he's one of these egghead economists. In 2006, he gave, gave a speech in which he said this, in 2006, the United States economy is like the Titanic, and I'm here with the lifeboat trying to get people to leave the ship. I see a real financial crisis coming for the United States. You know what people said about that speech? That's practically inconceivable. And this family well knows that when that word is used, bad things happen. <laughs> practically inconceivable. Right? He also said, what's going to happen in 2007 is that real estate prices, which peaked in 2005, are going to come crashing back down to earth. And everybody, when he said that, was like, you are nuts. And then 2008 happened. And then everybody was like, oh, uh, could you say some more things? Okay, so the Bible has something to say about wisdom, all right? And this is found in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 3. This is what the Bible says. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Okay, a wise person, in other words, wisdom, a wise person is able to look ahead and go, big wave, and then do something about it. Okay, and the Bible also connects wisdom this way. Just a few verses earlier in chapter 22, it says this, chapter, uh, or I'm sorry, chapter 21, verse 20. The wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. In other words, if a, it, uh, fools get $100, fools spend what? $100. Um, Americans, over the last few decades, if Americans made $100, Americans would actually spend 102 or 106 So according to the Bible, what does that make most Americans? Uh, if you're in a ship of state that's full of fools, is that a safe place to be? No. Okay, so you should prepare. You should plan. You should have a lifeboat. You should have a life jacket. All right, so let's return now to the wisdom of Joseph, and that's in Genesis chapter 41, and, and we're going to be in verse 53 and following. All right, so let's see. What did Joseph do? Verse 53, at last, the seven years of bumper crops throughout the land of Egypt came to an end, and then the seven years of famine began, just as Joseph had predicted. The famine also struck all the surrounding countries, but throughout Egypt there was plenty of food. Eventually, however, the famine spread throughout the land of Egypt as well, and when the people cried out to Pharaoh for food, he told them, go to Joseph, do whatever he tells you. And so with severe famine everywhere, Joseph opened up the storehouses and distributed grain to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe throughout the land of Egypt. 
And people from all around came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph because the famine was severe throughout the world. The bumper crops came to an end. The famine struck not just Egypt, but all the surrounding nations. I mean, some of you are probably going, Max, that's like almost prophetic. Well, I don't see prophecy in this particular verse. Some of you are like, that's like Europe and America. No, 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 wait a minute, all right? I, I don't know about the, being prophetic, but I do know Murphy, right? If it can go wrong, all right, so we're on track, right? If it can go wrong, it will go wrong, which means that any boat of any size can capsize if the wave is big enough. Even an aircraft carrier, even a giant Disney cruise ship, if the wave is big enough, the ship will capsize, which is why it's important to have a lifeboat and a life jacket. So I want to talk about that for a moment. Here's, here's the lifeboat life jacket, step number one, step number one. $1,000 in an emergency fund. This is what Dave Ramsey teaches, and you know what? He's right. And this is what I want for you, is $1,000 in an emergency fund. Uh, for those of you that are grown-ups, you can do this. It, it, you put it into a savings account. If need be, you stuff it under a mattress. I don't care what you do with it, but it's got to be somewhere where you're not going to touch it except for emergency. So let's go cover some emergencies for a moment. Your five-year-old fridge goes kaput, and it's the only fridge you have. Emergency? Yes. yes. That's what the emergency fund is for. Um, let's see. The water pump in your car goes, and you last replaced it three years ago. The warranty no longer covers it. Is it an emergency? Yes. You come home and realize that your spouse didn't do the grocery shopping. There's nothing in the cupboard. We're going to have to eat out tonight. No. <laughs> You're good. Your briefcase that you take to work, the handle comes off on it, and you're like, oh my goodness, I use this for presentations. I'm now going to have to get that leather one. I've been eyeing it at Pinterest. No. Is that an emergency? No. no. <laughs> Duct tape. <laughs> okay. Why is an emergency fund important? If you have $1,000 on hand, when these little waves come, when these little storms come, you won't panic because you'll have the ability to write a check and take care of it. And you won't charge it instead. You cannot get out of debt. You cannot stay out of debt if you don't have something prepared for emergencies. So that's step number one, $1,000. I want to see at least half the households in this church by the end of this month have a $1,000 emergency fund in the bank. That's, our, that's my goal for our church family. I want to see at least half of us. And then by the end of October, I want to see even more than that. Why? Because I love you. And I want you, when the boat tips, when your boat tips or the big boat tips, you know what? I want you to be able to float. I'm telling you as a skinny guy, it's hard work treading water. It's hard work treading water. You want the life vest. You want the lifeboat, okay? So that's, that's step number one, $1,000 in an emergency fund. Step number two, three to six months of income stored away. This is another recommendation from Dave Ramsey. Three to six months of income stored away. So if you make $2,000 a month, that's six dollars to $12,000. Some of you are like, man, I could buy a car with that. Yes, you could. But, all right? And this is step number two. And this is after debt and some other things. And we'll talk about that over the coming weeks. But three to six months worth of income stored away. Here's the statistical reality. 75% of Americans will experience a major 
financial event in the next 10 years. A major financial event. Death of a spouse, divorce, serious illness like cancer, being laid off permanently. I mean, major event, okay? So look to the person to your left. Look to the person to your right. Okay, the person in front or behind you. Only one of you is going to escape that wave. Three of you are going to capsize in the next decade. All right? If, if those were the odds that a flight would crash, would you even get on the plane? No. But that's reality for the next decade. So you've got to be prepared. All right? If you're out in the ocean and the water's rough and a storm hits, if you capsize, you want a life jacket. You want a lifeboat. All right? So let me ask a question. Actually, let me ask several questions. All right? I always like to read my questions because I want to get them right. I want you to start thinking about this. When was the last time in your life that something went wrong financially? Some of you are like, that was this week, Max. I came to church to forget about that. <laughs> okay? Was it a scholarship that didn't come through? Were you downsized? Is there divorce? What did you do? What would have happened if you had had $1,000 in the bank? What would have happened if you had had three to six months set aside in the bank? Would you have been as stressed out as maybe you have been? No. All right? So here's a couple of helpful hints. Helpful hint number one, automatic deduction. If you got automatic payroll, uh, what's it called? When they direct deposit, when, if you have direct deposit through your employer, have your empl- pick an amount, pick a percentage, pick an amount that's going to go into a savings account every week that you don't even see and doesn't ever enter your checking account. So that's helpful in hint number one. Just have it go there automatically. Um, st- treat it like the uh, wave tax or the capsizing tax, all right? And it goes right into the savings account. Your church does this. We only do it at 2% right now. The goal is for that percent to go up next year, but I'm telling you 2% over a year or two amounts to something being set aside. It's come in handy as a church, okay? So automatic automatic deductions right into savings. And then secondly, tackle the $1,000 first, thousand dollars first then worry about debt then worry about the three to six months of income but a thousand dollars is going to give you a chance when you're in a capsized situation to know i'm not going to drown okay i can think about this and that's huge all right since this is such a creative group of people all right we're going to take a moment right now and start what are ways that you can think of right now that you could start generating some income? What are ways the typical person or typical family could take steps toward getting $1,000? Yard sale. Consignment store. Uh, Everybody laugh. Work? What? There's a connection between work and money? (laughs) All right. Divert. <laughs> Lottery is not a savings plan. <laughs> All right, other ideas. What was that, Christina? 
<laughs> Organs, plasma, blood. <laughs> Other ways that you can come up with money. Coupon. Ah, there we go. Cut. How many of you, you okay? Cable. Maybe even, ooh, ouch. Oh, no, say it isn't so. Internet. And then you're forcing yourself to have to go sit at Starbucks and have the barista come over and go, you haven't bought coffee. You're just sitting here. Are you using our Wi-Fi? I know. You have to pay now to use their Wi-Fi. All right, other things. Cutting out, eating out. No eating out. Yeah, the Vander kids don't like that one. All right. <laughs> the Vander grown-ups don't like that one either. Other things, we got yard sale, consignment, extra work, divert money from things like Starbucks and, and uh, eating out lunches. What other things can you think of? Do what? That's right, uh, generic brands. <laughs> We're making Leah hungry. <laughs> All right. Any other, any other ideas? I've known, of, I've known of people that have sold newer cars and then paid cash, taken the money, paid cash and bought a, a somewhat reliable used car and gotten rid of their car payment that way. Just got rid of it. All right? So there's all kinds of ways that you can come up with $1,000. And we'll throw that up on Facebook and you start adding things, ideas on Facebook about how to get $1,000. But that's, that's my goal for you. That's our goal, right? Now, if you're single or you're on disability, $1,000 may be too much. Maybe $500 for an emergency fund is more than adequate, okay? If you're single or you're on disability, maybe $1,000. But I'm just saying, if you got a family, you know, stuff's expensive. You need at least $1,000 set aside. But for some of you that are single and disabled, it might be as little as, as $500. Here's why this is so important. This last year, Jenny and I had to replace our water heater. I didn't know it was an 80-gallon water heater. Whoa, okay? And the guy wanted like $850 for a water heater. And what he did, I had the money in the bank and I could write a check and I didn't have to go, I'm gonna have to take cold showers for the next year, okay? Trust me, us skinny guys don't want to do that, okay? So I'm telling you, it paid. There were a couple of times this year where, where Jenny and I missed a paycheck, all right? Again, we were able to pay our bills and stay afloat. And that's what I want for you. Because if you're afloat and you know you're not going to drown, it buys you time to think, to plan, and to not panic. And that's why it's so important. You can do this. I know you can do this. And, I, and your church wants to help you in this way, right? So here's what the church has done. For those of you that are listening to me today and you're like, There's, I li you might as well say a million dollars. A thousand dollars to me seems sounds like absolutely impossible. There's no way I could do that. You start taking the steps. The first three of you, the first three of you that hit 900 generations will give you a hundred dollars to finish it off. All you have to do is email me or text me. It has to come to my phone, which logs the order. And he's like, what? If you already have $1,000, you go. <laughs> Woo! Nothing. All right? So I'm talking, I'm talking to those of you now. I'm, 
I'm talking to those of you now that are living paycheck to paycheck, and this seems like absolutely impossible. You get to 900, your church will help you get to 1,000. The first three of you that, that, that do that and email me or text me or call me so that it's logged in the thing. So there you go. We believe in it that much. Why is this important? Capsizing happens, and when you capsize, you want to what? Stay afloat. Stay afloat. 